0: Hello there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I, of course, I'm one of your hosts, as always, Cross. Hey, Ads, thank you so much for that host, brother. I appreciate it. And of course, I'm joined by my colleague Nitro, as always, is up in this corner today. How's it going? And we are joined by pretty much a mainstay of the channel at this point, is like, he's been here so often. Mr. Lewis Southard is with us again today.
1: Hello, it's me, Lewis Southard. Most he, famous writer who ever lived. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I most famous writer who has ever lived that is willing to come on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> But we are so grateful to have Lewis with us today, talking about his new book *Midnight Western Theater*, and um, as well as getting to finally delve back into *Villains Seeking Hero*. Which, if you were here for the first time, we interviewed Lewis. We got to delve right into that book. So, we are so excited to have him back with us today, Lewis. Thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely appreciate no, it's great it. To
1: be back. It's always a pleasure to be here. I love hanging out with you guys.
0: Yeah, we love having you on as well, man. We love getting you on, and like honestly, for anyone like who hasn't seen us and hasn't seen the conversations we had when he was on talking about Villain Seeking Hero or when we did Umbrella Academy when Lewis and I talked about that we we can tend to go off and ramble quite a bit when Lewis is on the show
2: it's chaos just a bit
0: like literally as we were going live I had to cut a conversation short because like guys 10 seconds to go. we need to (laughs) we need to get the show's literally about to go live
1: we are having a nice conversation about Dr. Hume and you had we, interrupted
2: for the show. We uh, need to do a rolling start one time where we're in the middle of a conversation and don't even introduce
0: ourselves. And just go. That's a, I'm thinking of like, good. I'm thinking just not even like unmuting the mics just like as we have the opening screen up yes. of like stream starting yes. soon. Just like a pre-show, just us talking. Yes. That'd, yeah, that'd be, be good. Awesome. Just a like, lot of do something like that. Yeah, yeah like just, really be good. just randomly talking about stuff because like we, went, we were going full into like stuff they're talking about. Future of the MCU, bringing yeah. Doctor Doom in with the Fantastic Four movie, not. We were going into all sorts of stuff today. I like. Well, forget I, that, because yeah. we're
1: going to go into news, right?
0: Forget that. We have got two hours, and I am determined. If we're going to talk about certain things today. We will hit these points today. <laughs> if not, we'll just need to bring you back, Lewis. That's that's all something right, that right. It is, you know. Part two. Mm. Exactly. Just do a two-part, or why not? But everyone who's already yeah, here we're in the chat.
1: I mean, what else am I going to do, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that's why we started this, like literally, hey, in, the yeah. pandemic started, we're now quarantined. We to do I do? nothing else to do. Perfect time to launch the podcast.
1: Fair enough.
0: <laughs> like literally end of March last year, we launched the podcast because of that. But thank you for everyone who's already in chat, who's here to join us for this conversation today. Locke, I see you throwing up some of the emotes in chat. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, we. it's exciting to finally get back into this. We have a couple of announcements to kind of kick us off. Um, first of all to shout out right above Nitro up there um, is of course Co's logo our um, sponsor for the podcast as always where did the link go there it is check it out Um, Co. use the comics and the cross at checkout to save 5% on your order you can get some amazing coffee as well if you want you can get the comics and the cross coffee mug and sticker on their store as well and I have reached out to them about the possibility of us getting our own coffee nice so i am i am chasing them up on that i'm determined this is going to happen
1: what are you going to call it
0: uh i i think i'm still sticking with the name up up and away
1: oh that's nice
0: i think that's the name it has to be because like i just there's nothing else comic book related that fits coffee as well as that that i've came up with so that's if you guys have any ideas and you and chat have any ideas by all means i'm more than happy but up up and away is the the front runner right now for when we finally do get our own coffee
1: if I, if I were to come up with uh, some copy for for a coffee title, I think I'd have to charge you. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I, I, I that's very difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so let's stick with up up and away. That's it's yeah. classic, iconic.
0: <laughs> we'll stick with up up and away. Can't beat it, you know. Back to the classic hero Superman himself. So, uh, big, big Vikes fan in the chat. I cannot speak saying you guys rock. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. No, you it. rock there you go man there no, you go no no
2: no no you're
0: right <laughs> positive affirmation from comics in the cross can't beat it <laughs> but yep so we've got our sponsor there Um. other big thing going to mention is of course heading into what is looking like it's probably going to be in april we are in the middle of preparing for our one year anniversary 12 hour stream yes, we are of course still taking suggestions of what to do during that show what looks like is going to happen is that nitro and i are going to be once again doing our superhero square goal creating a seven match card squaring the greatest heroes and villains that we can come up with against each other and um, we are starting to build that card we're getting close to it and um, if you do have channel points there is a channel point redemption to book a match on the card it will not go into this one because we're almost completed that one at this point but it will put you on the list to book a match for the next one, if you want to do that. So, yeah. uh, Chunk the Hut and Locksteady have already done that for this one, so their matches will be appearing on this upcoming card. And yeah, we've got some good ones coming up. Um, also as part of that, we're looking to do an Avengers Endgame watch along as part of it. Yes. Thanks to Disney Plus's now group watch setting. Um, so if you have Disney Plus, you of course can watch along with us. Um, and joining the conversation as we basically ramble through a three-hour movie that, let's be honest, you've all seen at this point. So yeah,
2: and if you haven't, I don't know what to tell you.
0: What have you done with your life? It's like we've had a year <laughs> of quarantine. Why are
2: you here? It's like, did you guys see it in the movie theaters?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I saw yeah. It, oh did you yeah, man. See it,
2: like opening night. I want to say I did, but I can't remember. I
0: don't think we've seen it opening night. I, I know I wanna...
2: I at least saw it opening weekend. I know that. Yeah. yeah opening night in,
1: in new york city oh, my oh wow that <laughs> was chaos that was the most amazing theater experience i ever had in my life yeah yes it's just people the final battle it, it's like a concert people are yeah. just screaming and yeah. shouting and standing it was Dude, it was awesome it was
2: amazing it was like that in the theater that i went to it was the most interactive theater experience that i've ever been a right. part of and it was so yeah. awesome yeah uh, normally that irritates me. I'm like J- uh, shut up, please. I'm like, no, like trying to enjoy the movie. But it was awesome. It was awesome.
0: But that's it. I think like with Avengers Endgame it was just it was such like a, this is the end moment. Yeah. Excuse me of like a 12 year build up that all of us had experienced so we were all feeling that emotion together. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was re- reacting with the exact same noises at the exact same moments. It's It was kind of crazy i've never experienced a movie like viewing like that in my life i may
2: or may not have yelled multiple expletives out loud (laughs) during the screening of that movie i can confirm
0: (laughs) that you did i was sitting next to you at the time oh yeah
2: that's right (laughs) i was thinking
1: maybe maybe star wars the rise of skywalker would have a similar experience but when i went you could hear a pin drop like completely
0: yeah that was that was not the same experience. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Absolutely not. not. Bit. It should have been, but it wasn't. Nope. Uh, lock in the chat saying, Comments across, remind me to send you a video that Small sent them specifically about people who haven't seen it yet. No, no. Okay, I need to see that video log. Definitely send that to me. <laughs> and Ad says, I dropped a suggestion for the card in Discord. Should I book it for the next one? Um I definitely got that one, Ads. If you want to guarantee it booked on the next card. Um, you can go ahead and drop it with channel points but honestly we're considering it was a good one if you guys want to see it yourself as it in our discord which i'll drop the link for that um, ads actually suggested hellboy versus blade which i thought would be an interesting team up to ha- an interesting matchup they possibly have and um, so yes yeah, like but with the discord there you can go into our discord i of course have done up our discord for the comic clan quite a lot over the holidays so I try to be active in there on a daily basis, talking about comics, about movies, about TV shows, about everyday life. Any announcements, any suggestions that we have, anything that happens is going to end up in that Discord. So if you're not following it, go ahead and hit that link. Uh, look, steady, saying, Myself, Smalls, not so Silent both, Gravity Raven, and The Way All Went to See, both Infinity War and Endgame opening night. Uh, uh, imagine oh. Novi, the biggest I'm at. Dude, that must have been nuts to see both of those like in this massive IMAX experience.
1: Infinity War opening night. Well, that was obviously complete opposite. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody died.
2: It was it was dead quiet. Right. Everybody just sat in their seats when the credit. And they were like, "Holy crap!" The, the
1: only time people freaked out, and I was one of them, was when Red Skull showed up.
2: Yeah, <laughs> dude, that was awesome. I was like,
1: "Oh my god, he's back!" Because <laughs> I'm like, "No way." Like they were ever gonna bring him back but,
2: but
0: they did yeah i'm glad yeah. they did just like even just for that moment it was yes. like that's awesome just the fact that you've thought that through and like hey let's include him here like i was yeah
2: you can't just leave that thread open from like right. several movies ago although i'm not
0: what? i'm not gonna lie i'm definitely one of the people that want to see like the video of captain america returning the stones yeah so that he shows probably. up there and all of a sudden red skulls just on the planet <laughs>
1: Do you want to use it as a segue for the news? Because the the news is that uh, Chris Evans may be coming back.
0: That's a perfect, perfect segue for it. Is that Chris Evans is coming back for a Marvel MCU project. There's no confirmation what it is. It is very unlikely that it's going to be another movie of his own or on TV show. But it's highly hinted at that it's probably going to be a property where he's going to make an appearance. Mm -hmm. Any ideas where we might see him?
1: Here you go, Nitro.
0: I have no clue, man. Because um, he said he
2: wants to kind of do it, like you said, like a like a Robert Downey Jr. popping into like Spider-Man Three, like it wasn't his movie, but it, his presence was definitely felt. Obviously, I have no clue, man. I have no clue. Maybe I, I can see him being like as a mentor-ish type role to like the Young Avengers or something like that. But again, like it depends on like, or which timeline are we talking about? At, like, what point in time are we talking about? We don't know anything about what they're gonna do with timelines and alternate realities or anything like that so i have no clue man. no clue
1: i've heard a couple good ideas <clears throat> one is like what we were talking about uh maybe do like a disney plus series where mm. he he's returning the stones mm-hmm. yeah get to see that whole adventure uh an, another one i heard was replace him or replace samuel jackson and have steve rogers be like the commander rogers like mm. post that'd post- be cool once post siege dark rain era you know where he's yeah like, uh, the director of shield and you know you can have that way you can even keep him as uh an old man because he was like that too in the comics. yeah
0: because he did that in the comics like old man steve rogers had lost like the super soldier serum and stuff like right. that, that'd uh, be interesting to do that yeah
1: my favorite is uh either in one of the properties where they're going into the multiverse uh hydra cap or just do
2: hydra Ooh, Cap. that'd be awesome
0: yeah i see that see some people posting about that like is he going to come back as hydra cap which honestly i'd be all for like i i never got people freaking out at him becoming a hydra agent
1: because oh, it was always going to go back
0: yeah they were never yeah. going to keep him like that yeah. and it's like but like think about it how cool a villain is that like the greatest hero ever becomes the greatest villain Mm -hmm. and like and everyone teaming up against like a nazi hydra captain america like that was a great idea i loved that because it just created so much dysfunction especially since he was manipulating things by pretending to still be a hero it's like this is a great idea and everyone freaked (laughs) out
2: Mm
0: -hmm. i'm like what like they're not going to keep him a nazi no this is not disrespectful to his creators who were jewish this is an idea this is, a, this is a, we've had this character since World War Two, and we need to yeah. do something new with him.
1: No, Cross, the character's gonna be a Nazi forever and you just gotta <laughs> deal with it, man. It's just how it is.
0: I, like, I, just, I, I just always think fan reaction just ruined the end of that series of uh, Secret Empire. I really do because, right. because Nick Spencer came out and said, we are not gonna have it be, there's just another Captain America who's a Nazi and the real one's gonna come back. And then at the very end of Secret Empire, the real Captain America came back and overthrew Nazi Cap, and it's like, no! <laughs> no, that's you just going that to make people mad, because you said you Falcon weren't going <laughs> to do that.
1: <laughs> you know that was originally supposed to be uh, Falcon, uh, Falcon Cap. They yeah. It all up. But no, the real Captain America comes out of the Cosmic Cube, and it's oh, all okay yeah. now.
0: Yeah, because, like, they had, like, Falcon like in the Captain America gear he was like back in his Captain America stuff he was starting to raise everybody to fight Hydra Cap and then it just oh no the real Captain America is back you yeah. can just you can go back to being we Falcon now you can, you can go back to being Falcon now I'm like look... no that doesn't make any sense see I told you tangents <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it happened like not even talking about the, the Chris Evans news at this point we just went into Secret Empire there so it happens it happens but yeah so i i think it could be interesting to see how he comes back i think the tv show with him returning the stones is one a lot of people have talked about i don't know if we'll get him back for like that long of a period i think it probably will be more like the robert downey jr like appearing in someone else's movie and whether that's as a mentor whether that's another universe version i don't know it's just there's so many options because of how the world's just opening it up in the MCU now. You know? I
2: have a feeling like any, any opinion that we come up with right now is drastically gonna change at the end of this year based off <laughs> what is revealed in the next three movies.
0: Next three movies? Have you seen the amount of MCU stuff coming out this or year? Or the next
2: year of slate of what is it, like, movies, f- that like is four out?
0: movies and like four T V shows or something, all that drop in yeah. this year. And yeah. I like the MCU is gonna change by the time December comes. Yes.
1: Dear Lord, there are four coming out this year, Yeah, right? It, it's Eternals, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and um, Spider-Man. Yeah.
0: All four oh. are dropping this year, and then four Disney Plus shows are also dropping mm-hmm. this year as well. Like three or four Disney Plus shows dropping this year.
2: It's Loki, Falcon, and Winter Soldier. Obviously, WandaVision. What's that? What If? Is that it? What If? It might,
0: just, it, it might just be the three shows. I think What If might have been pushed back, oh, actually. Okay. So it okay. might have been so yeah so like we've got like four movies and three shows so there's mm-hmm. seven mcu properties coming out this Sheesh. year
1: speaking of of disney plus shows i heard some moon knight news <laughs> you, you want you you, to you're that? becoming a
0: master of these segues Lewis. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. all right before just we wanna
1: make sure we don't lose too much control
0: control's gone at this point already <laughs> <laughs> it's already gone just, just uh, before we delve into moon knight let me just catch up and chat Um Locke. Locke is like spamming chat. Locke gave me a chance to catch up, bro. Uh, those moment, major moments in Endgame had the appropriate amount of freak out from the crowd. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Ross Marquand did an amazing job imitating Hugo Weaving's Red Skull too. Yeah, he did. To the point of like they were almost about to get sued. They were worried about getting sued because they thought he was imitating them too well. And there's that thing where you're not meant to imitate actors specifically. Um, so yeah, he did an amazing job on that. This is the same story where the writers were like, it's not a clone. He's not mind-controlled. It's real. Right, yeah. That's (laughs) all. It's not a clone of him. He's not mind-controlled. He's actually Hydra agent now. And No, he's not. Apparently, it was old. Just joking. Magic Cube. (laughs) (laughs) It's like everything blamed on the Magic Cube. Uh, Cap returning the stones could be a great opportunity to bring back the one-shots they used to do. Yeah, I'd I'd be up for more one-shots, absolutely. Some of those were really good uh either what if or she hulk yeah i don't think those are dropping this year i think what if was pushed back although i don't know why that's... it looks like it's mostly finished she hulk i don't think is even properly began production yet if it is it's still working on it as far as i know uh that's it look miss marvel's meant to be dropping at the end of this year Yep. Yeah. they're talking uh. about dropping miss marvel this year uh hey humor how's it going man uh, and but yeah, let me do some shares for some of the streamers that are in chat, but while we're doing that, yeah, let's jump into the Moon Knight news with Lewis's phenomenal segue into that news. <laughs> you're welcome, yeah. you're welcome. So we got the news um, end of last year, I think it was, that we're getting Oscar Isaacs playing Mark Spector, Moon Knight, uh, and it was announced- And Jake Lockley. And Jake Lockley.
1: And, well, what's the third one?
0: Oh, what is his name there? I can't even remember all the names of the characters. Like, I remember Mark Spector. That's usually me Mark doing Spector's good. Mark Spector's the main one. Yeah, he's the main one.
1: Jake Lockley. I th- is he the taxi cab driver? Or is, he, or is he the millionaire? Forget it. Nobody cares.
2: Did you say Mister Knight? That's one of None them,
1: right? Isn't Mister Knight? I I don't know. There's two many. That's
2: like it, with the one that has. Is wearing like a suit, suit, right? Yeah, yeah, and he works with detectives or right whatnot.
1: Well, if you want to get really technical, there's also Spider-Man and Wolverine and That's Captain true. America, right?
2: <laughs> so, all right, so any idea on who, or any takes on who Ethan Hawke's playing?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, we, we want to tell the people that Ethan Hawke's the person we're talking about first. We've not actually said that, but yeah. I thought we already mentioned it. No, we, got, right, st- well, we got stuck at Mark Spector and we had another tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Ethan Hawke... So,
2: uh, Ethan Hawke's been cast in the Moon Knight TV series.
0: Can you believe that? He's been cast as the main villain, and I was looking through Uh some Moon Knight villains to see who I thought would be cool for Ethan Hawke to play who. Can maybe give us someone that's good off of Moon Knight and someone who's a little bit different? So I found a list, actually, of, like, some of, like, Uh one of those, somebody that's done, like, a top ten list of Moon Knight enemies. And I found a couple of interesting people on there that might be interesting to see, especially in a Disney Plus show, depending how they use them. The first one, I don't even think I've heard of this guy before. He's called The Profile. Hmm. And he's literally a guy whose power is to profile people. Like Just by looking at them, he, it says his profile's power allows him to put a quick gaze on anybody and gain all prudent information about them. Information including it's not limited to their background, tendencies, characteristics... Um, which means, with a quick look, he can figure you out and are able to decipher exactly how you would react to any given situation.
1: I don't think that's it.
0: I don't think that's it, but like, I think, and that'd be a cool character to use in conjunction with someone, and it would also give a different element to like the Disney Plus stuff. Which, if they keep doing what they're doing with like One Division and doing some different stuff with it, that right. could be an interesting. I think we're probably going to go bigger than that, though. Um. Another interesting one that I've seen that I'd be up for, because it just sounded kind of cool, was Seth Falcon, if I'm saying his name right. Um, As far as Moon Knight enemies go, Seth Falcon is one of the worst. Not only is he immortal, but he's also able to drain the life force from anyone he touches. This means when he touches enemies, he has the opportunity to leave them as nothing but a skeleton. But the caveat to that is he can't do it to people he's related to, and him and Moon Knight are related to each other.
1: Okay, hmm. so can I, can I make a suggestion?
2: Mm-hmm. I want to make a suggestion too.
1: Uh, I would like to see Black Specter. Mm. If you're familiar with that one, who's like sort of the anti Moon Knight? He was in Warren Ellis's run.
0: Yep, he was the he next was... one on my list. Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, I'm sorry.
0: No, you're good, man. You're good. These are just I, a couple I, on the list I was pulling out. But yeah, Black yeah. Specter is definitely one. But go for it. Yeah, he was. He's yeah. like one of the big ones for Midnight.
1: I, I liked him a lot, at, or the newest incarnation, because I believe they're couple but um in the warren ellis one he's like a cop who's just sick and tired of work of like letting moon knight like get to do whatever Mm -hmm. It's like how come he gets to work with us he's a vigilante it's like i'm special like i i'm a cool guy i can i can (laughs) do things i'm gonna so i think he makes he i think in the book itself he googles like moon knight villains or something it's like this this black specter guy disappeared i'll become the new black specter and i'll deal with moon knight and he's like hey, face me moon knight and, th- and then of course moon knight just beats the living heck out of him
0: and <laughs> absolutely
1: um, and then that's how the story ends
0: <laughs> yeah but, th-
1: but maybe, maybe not that version you could take some elements of that but make like a whole i guess composite of some of the other
0: ones yeah well that's it there's other ones like there's the one that was like the was it the vietnam war veteran i think was the, the original one that it- he Bushman. returned home no yeah no Bushman was uh, is definitely on the list as well um, but yeah it's like I think Black Specter could be an interesting starting villain for him just because it is the whole like facing a version of himself almost right Um. so I think he's definitely <laughs> right, he owes
1: him money on, yeah, yeah Dracula like- owes him money
2: man <laughs> i will actually <laughs> seen somebody
0: posting a picture of that of, like Ethan Hawke done up looking like Dracula of like he needs to yeah. do the big one for it and I'm like well, we're bringing Blade out soon, you know. Blade and I Morbius, mean, to... technically. Yeah, but the MCU's thought... about to get Blade, so we're definitely about to get yeah. vampires in the MCU, so yeah. why not Absolutely. just delve into Dracula with Moon Knight?
1: I don't think he ever fought Dracula in the <laughs> comics. I think it's just the
0: He just meme. owed him money.
1: Yeah, he just owed him money. Uh, but, uh...
0: Well, there you go. You've got an original story there. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I don't know. A part of me has like a wild card idea. It, what if Ethan Hawke is playing Conshu?
0: Ooh. Uh,
2: that'd be interesting.
0: I actually have him as <laughs> I suppose technically that fits as well of like the villain of uh, It's like cause technically Kontshu not exactly a good, you know, Conchu's god. A jerk. If you read
1: any <laughs> Moon Knight story, Kontshu just like I'm going to take away your powers or is like I'm going to put you in this weird sort of ego trip and make you just feel worthless and it's uh, it, no it's it's very manipulative it's always like i'm gonna do something to you and then you have to come crawling back to me and say how great it is to be moon knight
0: yeah every, pretty much every
1: story it's that
0: oh yeah he's like that that'd be a really interesting one actually even so, then even if it's not ethan Hawke, i'm definitely interested who the heck is going to play Consu now so
2: so conchu and conscious uh the egyptian god right? yeah that's the yeah, egyptian god, the moon god. Yeah. i don't know how they how the general public would feel about a straight white man playing an egyptian god (laughs) unless unless they just unless they do it like a uh i say cgi because metaphorically oh yeah
1: because like in the book he's like made out of bones Mm -hmm. yeah but i most likely they're gonna have um oscar isaac he's probably gonna play country as well if they really because country is technically another part of the dissociative identity disorder
0: i think that's something i'm really excited for for the show is to see oscar isaac and like this is your chance to really stretch that acting muscle between playing himself possibly playing conchu and then all the personalities getting brought out like this is going to be a real interesting thing to see oscar isaac like i gotta
1: google moon knight i gotta figure out what that third personality was this uh stephen grant
0: stephen grant there we go stephen grant Uh, i like I like yeah. I had no idea. Like I, I have very limited knowledge of midnight stuff. You know, uh, it's only like certain stuff I've looked into for him. So like, yeah, I was completely lost with that one. And um, so for other possible villains, the other I had another two on my list. Uh, number two on the list was Randall Specter. Uh, he is, of course, the brother of Mark Specter himself. And. Um, says for some time a murderer was known as the Hatchet Man, walked the streets murdering nurses. To get the Hatchet Man into revealing himself, Mark used his girlfriend Marlene as bait, trapped him, worked out that it was actually his brother. uh Ranald's also gone by the name Shadow Knight. This however doesn't change the fact that Mark's brother and it's precisely um this that he ugh, can't even speak. This that makes him such a worthy opponent. Um, And the images I've got of him, like, I don't know if this was his Hatchet Man thing or if he went to this after. But, like, this guy looks freaky as. Just throwing him up for the chat there. Um, And then, of course, the the major one, which... Oh, he does look freaky. um, Would be, obviously, Bushman, who is, like, the big bad arch enemy for Moon Knight. I don't feel like that's who Ethan Hawke's going to be playing as much as like it'd be cool to see bushman
1: is bushman uh black
2: uh i think he's been right now i, I think c- he's been white and he and he's been black i, I believe i, I be can't
0: wrong. tell with the picture i'm looking at a bushman to be honest with you
2: <laughs> i think the original bushman I, uh, I could be way off but i think i believe he was white again i could be wrong
1: so there's bush men there's two, there's two.
2: <laughs> Bush's men <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I really can't tell in any of these in these.
2: Yeah,
0: the guys. pictures. No, oh, no, I
1: think he's black. No, he's black. Is he? Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I see one where he's black. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I doubt I doubt the MCU would.
0: No, they they would Rice not risk Denver. casting Ethan hawk as the main villain for Moon Knight who just happens to be black as well. That's not going to happen. No. But yeah, like legitimately, I couldn't tell in those pictures for most of them because there was so much shadow. Going right, on yeah. in darkness. Yeah, and I, like, I, I can't tell if his skin's just darker or if he's actually black in them and until I've seen one of them. Uh, wow, chat is just buzzing by today. Hey, Karsten in chat. Um, that dude looked badass. Yeah. So, yeah, so I like, there's a ton of options, a ton of things available um, for Ethan Hawke to play. we All we know at this point is he's going to be playing the main villain. So, who do you guys think is the most likely? I have no clue, man.
1: Can go any way because it's Moon Knight, <laughs> and it's such a.
2: I, I think it's a lesser-known property, so they can kind of do whatever they want, honestly. Oh yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, they can come up with their whole interpretation of a character.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, humor says Morbius won't be an MCU movie. It's a Sony property, but there, there are characters from Marvel slash Sony movies that are going to be in it. Like, yeah, I, I think Ultron's going to be in it. Yeah. Michael Keaton's going to be in it and I think somebody else I I can't remember it's going to be kind of a crossover
0: they keep talking about it like that it's like I I feel like it's going to be more of an attempt to see if it's possible to work together yeah I agree but I don't see it going well just because like literally the other day I saw a thing for Morbius pop up in my news feed and I'm like oh my goodness that's right that's a thing yeah I I literally forgot the movie existed yeah like I don't they,
1: think Kevin Feige is too crazy for that
2: situation. No. Oh, no.
0: Well, he shot them down when they tried to do it with um, Venom. They tried to, like, when Venom was right. coming out, they tried to hint that Venom was part of the MCU, or it could be. And in an interview and Kevin Feige was sitting there, and went, no, it's not. <laughs> Literally cut her off, like, whoever the person is that's in head of it. I went, no, it's not. And I'm like, yeah, you're, not, you're not jumping on our coattails for our success here. I was like, no, you, you're you screwing this stuff up all on your own.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is a spider-man poster in one of the morbius trailers but the funny thing is i think it's toby Maguire. it's an image of the toby Maguire spider-man it if i'm is. not
0: mistaken yeah yeah which so they have literally no idea what they're doing <laughs> yeah it's the sony stuff is just a mess they are they are desperately clutching at straws yeah with the properties that they've got you know which is just sad because like they they had spider-man and it's like and you screwed it up <laughs> twice
2: Venom is one of my favorite characters, and like I don't to be, I'll be super transparent. I don't think the movie was awful, the Venom movie, the the one that they just did, but like they stripped out like almost everything that made him Venom, like oh, yeah. how he how he was created. They stripped it almost all, all out. And i think i've seen some behind the scenes stuff for the next venom and like they're changing him a bit to make him closer to the the comics like with the symbol on his chest and all that stuff i'm like but you dropped the ball out of the out of the gate though is he getting the spider in the next one
0: yeah i think so oh that's cool yeah but that's the thing as well though it's like none of that stuff makes sense without spider-man I, you know I I mean? none of that stuff I agree. Like,
1: well i always like the drama of peter having the symbiote in the first place because mm-hmm. That would have been so cool to see in the MCU. Let's say like Tom Holland Spider-Man gets the symbiote because I know in the the original Spider-Man three, it's like oh he's emo now and he's dancing <laughs> like he's a cool guy. He's, this is cool him. Peter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he beats his girlfriend. He's the coolest dude in the world. Like, uh, but in the comics, it's just Peter gets more aggressive and distant from people. Yeah, it's, it's supposed yeah. to be like the the symbiote feeds off his adrenaline and it, it just keeps him sort of like at that level and that's cool to see
0: yeah i
1: would have liked to see tom holland play that sort of just like amped up like uh dower peter parker
0: but yeah absolutely I, like I think my issue for the venom movie was simply the fact of like even if you take out the peter parker stuff even if you take out the spider-man stuff and you just have eddie brock getting it you have this amazing character to work with like if anyone has ever read the comics and read the stuff that involves eddie brock and the stuff that this guy has went through in his life the stories that were created and formed around about him he's like such an intriguing character he's been
1: reading the the donny cage stuff
0: i have not i've gotten bits and pieces of it i've not been sticking to the full story unfortunately i really need to catch up in his venom run
1: it's fantastic. But I've it, heard it really a
0: lot comes. of good stuff about it that he's done some amazing stuff with Venom and it's like even even before Donny Case it was this amazing stuff and this amazing background to Brock and then like he kind of like disappeared and, you know, teetered away and no one really cared for a while and then Donnie Cates brought him back and it's one of like the must reads from Marvel right now. And it's like Sony is just are too stupid just to tap into any of that. Mm-hmm. I like this is perfect stories. You could do something amazing with them. And nope, nope. We're gonna get Tom Hardy and this.
1: Lobsters. He's gonna eat lobsters in the middle of the restaurant. Yeah, raw
0: while sitting in the fish tank. And
1: it's like he's a loser. But don't worry, because the symbiote's also a loser, and they're gonna team up and they're gonna (laughs) be losers
2: together. They're gonna
0: be losers together. Yeah, Tom Uh, Tom Hardy's a total loser. Like when I look at that guy, that's the first thing I think looking at him (laughs) is loser.
2: His girlfriend's gonna put
1: on the symbiote and then they're gonna make out while she's wearing the symbiote it's gonna be rad dude and then
2: he's gonna fight somebody that looks exactly like him except for a different mouth and he can make axes
0: yeah he's gonna face someone that looks exactly like him both with dark symbiotes on the darkest background ever so i can't they're, see they're, the action
2: they're gonna make symbiote love <laughs> and just become this huge organism that you can't tell who's who
0: yeah pretty much And I'm like yeah you know, somebody paid, somebody paid money for that CGI, just saying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was very frustrating.
0: Yeah.
1: But it was fine. I watched that movie on a plane. I was like, this is, this is fine. Do you
0: it's know what? Fine. It's like, <laughs> a, do you know what? It's a it movie fine. that I would literally fine. see sitting on, like, you know, like in the grocery stores when they've got those crappy movies that are like clearly meant to just be action movies with no substance to it like i'd pick it up as one of those like it's, right. it's enjoyable as that as long as you go into it with a low expectation it's an enjoyable like movie
1: there was a movie that came out around the time very similar premise and an actor who looked almost oh. exactly like tom Hardy. yeah i know what you're
2: talking about upgrade. upgrade yeah way better i love Venom upgrade yeah, that's yeah, way such Venom a yep. <laughs>
0: such a good movie love yeah, upgrade
1: because yeah, it's the ai taking over his body and like yeah that's what you do like that's a body horror thing where you just start like something else is just taking you over that's nice. yeah
0: you literally could have done that with venom i mean that, that literally if that was a symbiote instead of an ai it'd be a much better venom movie like right off the bat right yeah uh, but jump into our next piece of news since we are talking venom we did mention spider-man 3 the upcoming oh. spider-man 3 the weirdest way to announce it and confirm it ever Charlie Cox has officially wrapped filming on Spider-Man 3. Which is also the first confirmation that we have actually had that he is officially in Spider-Man 3.
1: I think that's like the first confirmation that any of the rumored castings is like true.
0: Yeah, because like they've been rumored for a long time, all these different names, and they went, oh yeah, Charlie Cox has finished filming that. And I'm like, do you want to announce that before you say he's done? So
2: we got a soft confirmation from Kevin Feige that I think all of those characters are going to be in the mcu in some way yeah uh, over oh, this weekend it wasn't like obviously it wasn't confirmed and everything like that but he's basically like yeah they're all on board basically there's
1: so. no way you do a she-hulk show and not do she-hulk versus matt murdoch in court like, oh I
0: mean, yeah exactly. you have to have him in there you have there's
2: to no way you do that you can't not have vincent d'onofrio in the mcu you just can't that'd be so good that yeah, is him versus tom holland would be or him versus Miles Morales, whoever they choose. To okay, be we Miles. we have literally
0: had this conversation, Nitro. I am as much as I love Daredevil, and as much as I'm so excited for Charlie Cox to be in the MCU, the characters from that show being part of the MCU. The thing that excites me the most is Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. The possibility yeah. of him showing up and being Kingpin in the MCU. I'm like, I agree. There is no one that you could suggest to me that I would say, yeah, that's a better choice. There's not. Yeah, I I agree. As like for... when
2: they first when they first announced Vincent D'Onofrio, I was like, "What?" Because I love him as an actor, but like Who's when I saw him
1: for Men in Black, yeah,
2: when yeah. I saw him when I saw him in the first episode, and he freaking decimated that dude's head <laughs> with the car door. I was like, "Dude, that that is sick." Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's Pen right that
0: there. That is of that,
2: that quiet seething rage that you don't see it's just below the surface and it doesn't take much to you know
0: it's they 100 awesome. percent need to bring him in for it kind of like they did with like uh, jk simmons as uh, jameson mm-hmm. yeah. like i can't see anyone else playing that role you have to find a way to get him in and i think mm-hmm. from what i remember he said he'd be up for it if they asked him yeah
2: yeah he's, oh, he's all he about is, it yeah. man
1: he talks about it on twitter like every day yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah it's like
2: please <laughs>
1: it's like I know who i want to see back i want to see the guy who played bullseye or at least get
2: yeah. some yes yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah because like we right at the end of season three there's this big thing of him like he's now like officially bullseye and the show's done
2: so i didn't get that uh i know we're like super tangent but i didn't get the very end of that show like what were they doing with obviously they were fixing his back but like what were they doing like were they Putting
1: like in the in the comics, uh he has I think I think he has like an adamantium skeleton or something uh, or he okay. has like stuff in his body so he can feel less pain.
0: Okay. Or whatever. Yeah, so I think that's what they were kinda of hinting at with it was basically making a more comic accurate bullseye in that sense. Got it. Uh was absolutely wonderful casting. Yeah, he was Locke. Perfect one of the most perfect bits of casting they've ever done. But is Foggy Nelson coming back? He better Duh. be. He was amazing. <laughs> I think everybody was cast like pretty much perfect in that show. Like, I loved all the casting. You
1: know what's another daredevil thing that never got follow up on? It, it, any t- you know, in the comics, his name is Gladiator, but he was the dude who made the suits. Oh for- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the background, in every season, you could see the stilt man armor, and each season he would have more done with it. Like, like <laughs> I think in season one it's just the legs, in season two and three it's just the torso. I'm like, "Oh, come on, please. Just But like, we
0: just we never got a Stilt yeah. man
1: <laughs> Yeah, just just have a keep because in the comics, Frank Miller's run, Turk Barrett, who's the guy who's the guy in all the Netflix shows who got beat up by everybody.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. yeah. becomes
1: Stiltman for like one day. He's like, oh, I got this armor, I'm going to be unstoppable now. And then, like, Daredevil comes and just knocks him out. And
0: then that, that has to still... be a payoff. Like, that has to be a payoff in the MCU that he comes back and he gets the Stiltman out armor to try and, like, they... just just to kind of, like, not... almost give him an arc of, like, he's became, like, I'm an ultimate villain now and just get wiped <laughs> out immediately. Dude,
2: I'm, I'm actually looking that up right now and I don't know how I've never noticed that in the back. It's so funny.
0: The Stiltman uh... armor. I, I, I'd love to see that payoff. I love uh,
1: Stiltman. If I could write a Marvel comic, it'd just be nothing. But it, he would be like my Kite Man.
0: I was going to say that as like your Kite Man? Like for like, uh, yeah. what's his face, Tom King? Like, make Stiltman great again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd say he never stopped being great. <laughs>
0: uh, chat blown up basically agreeing that, yeah, pretty much the casting for the Netflix stuff was amazing, except for Danny Rand, which was iffy. Yeah,
2: I never watched Iron Fist.
1: Dude, don't Iron
0: I, Fist was awful. I'm don't sorry.
2: I, there's no two ways about it. It was awful.
0: There is no point. Season I two. Like, season two gets better. It doesn't mean it's good.
2: My you only impression. Like, I'm sorry. Is, go ahead. No, go ahead, Luis.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, but my only impression of him was in Defenders, and it's just him going, "I am. Oh, I am the Immortal Iron Fist, defender of K'un Lun." You know, just repeating the same. T- Yes, every single episode, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't like this guy. Do you yeah, know the Do you my, know the best version
0: is... of him? The best version of him is the one that appears in Luke Cage season two. Like, there's a episode where he shows up and you actually get like this banter between them. Yeah. So and it's very much like a, oh, we're going to do some Power Man Iron Fist stuff, and it actually kind of works. The problem is he is not like that in the Defenders or the Iron <laughs> Fist show at all. He is in no way like that.
2: My thing is, like, this is supposed to be one of the best martial artists in the MCU. And he supposedly, like, beat the brakes off of a dragon to get his power. Like, doesn't come across in the show. I'm just going to put it that way.
0: Where's my dragon? I want yeah. to see him fight a dragon. Yeah, yeah. Not a, not Two seasons and I saw glowing eyes in a cave. Yeah, I want to see a dragon.
1: <laughs> it'd be cool if he made, like, a cameo in Shang-Chi. That'd be kind of a neat thing.
0: That's literally the only way to salvage him that I'd be happy with him showing up is, like, because we're going into the martial arts and spiritual side of things. Like, yeah, I I, I do not care for doing an Iron Fist thing ever again. Yeah. You can let him go and run free. Like You pleased. you ruined it. I have
1: no idea why. I, I liked Luke Cage Season 1. I didn't watch Season 2. Um, but I don't know why they just didn't do Luke Cage Season 1 and Iron Fist Season 1 uh, defenders set them up as friends and then do heroes, hero, for
2: heroes
0: for hire. i've been saying that for forever like you literally have luke you've got danny you've got misty knight and you had and colleen do yeah, a heroes for right. hire. do a heroes for hire show you literally got four of them that are the heroes for hire pretty much mm-hmm. why not just do the show
2: like, <laughs> I, so, I don't know, Locksteady's saying that you have to recast if they bring him back to the MCU. I don't, alright, th- this might be a hot take, but I don't know if you have to recast. I just think you need better writing for him. I don't think he's a bad actor. I think you need better writing, and I think he needs to be trained better. Like, I, I would
0: say <laughs> that the writing is horrible. Like, I mean, the whole first season of Iron Fist, you don't have pretty much any martial arts taking place. Yeah, yeah. But the right. I was just going to say, though, the writer is also the same guy that managed to bury the Inhumans. Yeah. Like, he's the same writer of the Inhumans show. Right. Mm -hmm. Which, if you've seen Inhumans, that tells you how bad Iron Fist is. Right there.
1: I don't think the MCU would recast because they're a big fan of, like, if they can get the actor back, they'll do it. Mm -hmm. Like, the William Hurt for um, Thunderbolt Ross, Mm. they brought him back from Incredible Hulk. And even Eli Roth, right? For for She Hulk. He's coming back.
2: Yeah. For Looking forward Dude, to I'm that. I'm so excited about that.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine, like, Abomination, like, in a suit, going to court? Like, <laughs> She Hulk has to defend him. Like, you're on. He's a soldier. He was fighting the Hulk.
0: I just, I'm I'm just so happy they brought Eli Roth back. He's such a yeah. good actor. He deserves to get another shot in the MCU. I'm so glad they cast him again.
2: You know Oh, were you gonna say the leader? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. that. What do you? You think they'll, they'll obviously have to bring him back in some aspect. I want
1: the leader. I love the leader. Yeah. He's one of my favorite Marvel villains.
2: Yeah. Literally. I don't know a ton about him, but like they they obviously set him up in a big way. Yeah. Literally, dude turned Hulk. into the leader during Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk and then just yeah.
0: disappeared.
2: Have you guys read Immortal Hulk? I have some issues, but I've never read it.
0: i have not read the Immortal Hulk run. I I'm not a big reader of the Hulk stuff. I tend to. Stay it's, away from it.
1: It's not even like a Hulk run. It's about like, like body horror and, and religion and the <laughs> devil. And it's just it's about everything <laughs> else but the Hulk. Like like it, it explores it does explore like his dissociative identity disorder in mm. like the Peter David perception of it, where it's like, oh yeah, they all live in his brain. Like that you've got uh Grey Hulk or mister uh, Mr. Fixit, Mr. Fixit, uh the smart Hulk. Um, green scar or or king hulk from planet hulk like they're all there and they're all in his brain and then there's the devil hulk and he's like the boss and Mm. he's the one who takes over that sounds very interesting it's it's one of the most beautiful and one of the most like scary marvel books out on the stands but they they have a whole issue dedicated because the whole premise is the Hulks, Hulks plural, like all the people mutated by gamma radiation, none of them can die, and if they do die, they're immediately resurrected. So it's part of it's trying to figure out the mystery of that, and the leader is is there's a whole issue dedicated to him, basically trying to figure it out. I think it's called the Apotheosis of Samuel Stearns. Hmm. and it's and it goes through his entire history in Marvel Comics from like the '60s to to now of him figuring it out the mystery and he's like oh well i'll just because i'm super smart i'll build a machine and then go to hell and i'll steal the <laughs> devil's powers and then go he just does it and, and then he becomes like this cthulhu type monster and it, it just gets Eesh. nuts
0: that actually sounds amazing i'm not gonna yeah, lie it really but, does. Like, i am i'm not a I'm guy not that's put up a, been a bit... no
1: i'm not a hook reader i i couldn't care less about the whole because most books it's just he's mad and then he kills everywhere he beats this person up and it's hooray but in that it's like nah let's get let's get into it and and it's 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 not what you expect at all from yeah
0: all right i'm going to to check out immortal hulk thing because that's that's probably the most interesting a hulk comic has ever sounded to me like i think the last hulk comic i properly got excited about was like world war hulk and like planet hulk so like i'm i'm definitely ever checking out immortal hulk
1: peter david's old stuff is really interesting when he actually explored the idea of different hulk personalities so if you go back and read that it's pretty cool i maybe go check yeah, that out the, yeah if you read i know i know this is like one of those like evergreen books you can read but um future imperfect's definitely a great place to read more vintage books mm. it's the one where he fights the Ma- the maestro
0: oh yeah 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 the, fight with maestro.
1: the future version that's pretty fun
0: awesome all right so i'm going to push this forward a little bit <laughs> since we have one last thing i wanted to quickly mention um for the news before we jumped into talking about your books and we're like an hour into the show so um, <laughs> so the last thing as we're talking about mcu it's been all mcu stuff this week is the kevin feige did officially confirm that we are going to be getting a deadpool 3. it is going to be a sequel to the first two movies it's not going to be like a new movie it's not going to be a recasting it's deadpool 3 and it is also going to be uh, uh, rated R. Rated R. Thank you. The words were in my head and just disappeared <laughs> as soon as I went to speak. To it's like it's a, a, it's a, it's a thing. It's a letter and stuff, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an R rating, which will officially make Deadpool three the first R-rated MCU movie. And all the others have basically been like you know PG 13 sort of level of stuff. Of, not really dove too deep, so this is going to be our first hard R, and if it's anything like the other Deadpool movies, it will be a hard R rating. Yes,
2: I'm I'm really really excited to see Ryan Reynolds uh, interact with the people in the MCU. That's going to be really fun.
1: I know Taika Waititi said that one of the characters you wish he could have worked with for Thor Ragnarok was Deadpool. Yeah. So you, you never know if like that door is
2: open if like Deadpool could just start popping. Well, they, another I would love Didn't to they, see him
0: they, do something with Deadpool. I think that would be together. such a fun movie.
2: They worked together in the Green Lantern movie, right? Wasn't it like with uh, yeah. in the Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah,
0: he was like, the th-
1: nerdy best friend character to react yeah. to the awesomeness that was Green Lantern. So the he
0: amazing, was CGI that. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot everybody else <laughs> i forgot green lantern was a thing mind you but you know Ugh. but i think this is the perfect idea for deadpool because deadpool is literally the one character who you can drag over from the fox properties and keep him exactly as he is and it makes sense keep yeah. his continuity he can reference that he's now at disney he can reference that he used to be in a different universe and you can get away with it like mm-hmm. what it-
1: if they don't even like say that it was a different universe i i don't know i always thought there was some weird kind of setup for maybe a crossover because in in the first deadpool movie they they literally fight on a helicarrier at the end yeah you
0: yeah know? yeah so it's like yeah I mean, motorized, actually like, yeah
2: well he referenced it's like a it's like a meta reference where he's talking to josh brolin as cable and he references a thanos easter egg or something like i forgot what yeah it
0: was. i can't remember the line but yeah he references like infinity war and stuff
2: does he really
1: yeah, it's like, shut up, Thanos. Dude, like that's
2: that. hilarious.
0: Yeah, I need to go back and check it out. But yeah, it was something like that. He references it, so like referencing that, like I'd love for him to see like a picture of Thanos and just look at it and think it's Cable or something, or like you know, just <laughs> I something love you on the <laughs> Yeah, just something random. That that'd be amazing.
1: <laughs> when they do Deadpool three, do you think they're gonna keep like Colossus in, in that sort of group with the next Oh, be because that that explores the X Men right so it's yeah
0: like, see that's in- gotta have an x-men see that's interesting because like i think you can get away with somebody like negasonic teenage warhead because she's not that big a character name but as <laughs> but as soon as you bring over colossus colossus is like a mainstay of the x-men yeah he's like one of the names you know one of the most noticeable characters so as soon as you bring that in that opens up a whole new world so
1: you know what um, i bet no, oh, go ahead. sorry but like i bet that uh you know, the, Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead are gonna show up, and then Deadpool's like, "Oh, great, it's you two, and not the rest of the X Men as per usual." What's the excuse <laughs> as to why they're not here today? It's like they haven't been cast yet. Like that's all you have to say.
0: Yeah, that would actually Literally be, pe- be that,
1: that would actually
0: be perfect. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Actually, like that was honestly one of my favorite, like. Meta references in Deadpool too. I think is when he's going around the X mansion. It's like it's like these are the only X men they could afford.
2: <laughs> you know, it's like
0: it's like one of my favorite references in that. And I'm like, so doing something like that would be perfect, and yeah, it would and work you, so you well could for him. him.
2: Just carte blanche to make any joke he can at, at the company's expense.
0: Yeah, it's like because I think that's the thing they know that bringing this over is a good idea because Deadpool is like literally printing money for them at this mm-hmm. point. Like the first two movies were so popular, especially the first one. The first one, mm-hmm. like the reaction to that, like. You could only have dreamed of a superhero movie getting that sort of reaction when we were kids, you know? It's like, it's yeah. that's not a thing. Oh, Locke's yeah, got cool. it. He says, Locke says, um, he looks at Deadpool and says, zip it, Thanos. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, But yeah, so it's like, I, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm excited to see Deadpool crossing over, to see him, like, talking with the Avengers, to talking with Spider-Man, to, you know, like, a Spider-Man-Deadpool thing, like, that's one of the big like friendships in the the marvel universe that they need to explore yeah. or like well at least it's a big no. fr- it's a big friendship for deadpool anyway spider-man kind of <laughs> just puts up with him obviously um,
2: isn't deadpool like a huge like spider-man fanboy in the comics or am i am no I, he's um, a captain again? america fanboy oh, oh
0: yeah cool. he's a huge captain america fanboy but he thinks like him and spider-man are like best friends <laughs> and like even even <laughs> just people able to make the jokes though of like somebody being able to look at deadpool and go hey look at spider-man you know it's like just to make simple jokes like that that you get in the comics would be so fun i like i i'm all for it yeah adds that as uh, those like but now we don't get to have deadpool crossover with wolverine hugh jackman i'm
2: okay with that yeah i You're... don't care
0: yeah wow what what hugh well, you
2: Jackman's know my you m- yeah you know my thoughts of hugh jackman i know they but just like
0: need to move on yeah, but like Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds, the fact the two of them are such good friends, the two of them bounce off each other all the time. I think they could have had a lot of fun doing a Deadpool Wolverine thing with that. Yeah. At least in a crossover. Like, that's. They the...
1: did! It's called Wolver... uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine.
0: No. The best movie ever. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not even going to talk about that. That is not a it's rabbit probably hole. probably the most
2: comic accurate movie they've ever made, uh, based <laughs> on the comics,
0: obviously. We are not going down this rabbit hole, or this will be the whole podcast. Like, no, we're not <laughs> We're not doing this one. <laughs> I feel
2: like we already had like ten podcasts on this one movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I
2: take it you two aren't fans? <laughs>
0: what, a baraka pool No, not really. Hey, look, he's oh, got blades cool. in his arms. Hey, look, he can shoot lasers out his eyes. His mouth's been sewn shut. Why not? and that's just the issues with deadpool let alone the rest of the movie
2: he said cut their mics for that that's hilarious
0: (laughs) Locke said he's like there's no x-men origins movie like what you talking about all right so we've hit the news we are now over an hour mark so we should probably actually get into talking to lewis about his cut see i told you this was going to be a ranting podcast this was going to happen today i warned all of you
2: thanks a lot lewis
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I have a problem. I've been seeing people to figure it out, but I guess it's not working.
2: I'm so sorry. You need to get your money back. I'm just joking.
0: But yeah, we of course are here to talk with Lewis Other today, not just about, you know, all the news and comic stuff that's going on in the world and our thoughts on X-Men Origins and other things. We're actually here to talk about some of his own comics, because he is in fact a comic book writer for anyone who doesn't know. Lewis has been on the show a couple of times. First time he was on, we got to talk about an amazing property of his, Villain Seeking Heroes. But we are now two months away from your next big book dropping, Midnight Western Theatre. You so, got it. i like. I'm
1: sorry <laughs> for these three word titles.
0: And I do have to apologize because I think for like, I don't know, I think when I first got you booked on to talk about this, I think for I don't know how long kept calling it Mystery Western Theatre <laughs> because I just kept thinking of like I didn't Mystery Signs because i kept thinking mystery science theater so i kept saying mystery western theater until i seen the cover one day and went it's midnight have i been saying midnight or have i been saying mystery i don't even know so i may have been like pitching the wrong book and to everyone for a little while so i apologize for that
2: well if you were i didn't get gadget either. so
1: Oh, I'm my brain I am just worried that some book called uh, mystery western I see look I can't even say it now. <laughs> uh, anyway let's okay yeah I wrote a book I'm a writer hi I'm Lewis I wrote Midnight Western Theater the promo code is JAN211 515,
0: that's,
1: okay, bam, I got my plug-in. But... So it was yes, Jan211525. Um, yes, that's, um, yeah, I re- okay. Let me so I can put down. it in, so I can put it
0: in chat. <laughs> like, I'm a writer, I'm good with words. me as. <laughs> so, Lewis, so let's start off, first of all, for anyone in chat who maybe doesn't know who you are, which, you know, let's be honest, is not very few people, is very few people because, you know, you're this amazing, famous, wonderful writer doing Incredibly these amazing wonderful great. things which I, I do have to say this time around i do miss the fact that we don't have the whiteboard next to you like pointing out just how famous a writer you are the
1: Whiteboard's right over here it's just i i, I didn't want to erase it because it has all my secret plans for all my projects
0: oh yeah definitely don't um, do that <laughs> no no i can't i
1: don't I don't think i'm legally allowed to show anyone that uh but yeah i'm okay yes i'm lewis southard uh i'm a comic book writer as we all know Uh, And I wrote uh, a book coming from Scout Comics coming this March It is a Western unlike any you've ever seen before Uh, a complaint from my editor is that it's too unique (laughs) (laughs) It's called midnight Western theater It's about two black clad adventurers going throughout the the Wild West of the 1860s uh, Embarking on adventures Where they fight the 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 dastardly the twisted the dark it's 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 it goes into completely off the walls uh directions where they face foes you will not expect and at the end of the day will good triumph over evil well you'll have to buy the book to figure that one out
0: (laughs) absolutely we're not giving everything away today
2: oh no yeah this will be a spoiler spoiler free conversation
0: FYI. This, is, yeah. this is spoiler free because it's, it's, issue one doesn't come out for two months and yeah. if we do this we're never going to get lewis back because we've ruined the book
1: yeah if you ruin the book and uh, by that like ruin my career i don't think i'd like to come back right.
0: <laughs> Dude, th- th- that's fair to be honest that's very fair yeah um, <laughs> but yeah so like lewis was um Good enough to send us a little bit of a preview of the books to check out for ourselves, and um, so we're going to be talking a little bit about it, trying to ask him some questions, trying to delve into it. Uh, we do have some interest in the chat already. Ad saying from the first time you mentioned about not seeing Gothic Cowboys on the first podcast, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Finally, so, so yeah. So last year when Lewis was on the show, he did mention that you know that he came up with the idea of Gothic Cowboys and decided, is this a thing? This is not a thing. If this isn't a thing, I need to get in on this. I want it to be a thing. I need to get in the ground floor.
1: As the legend goes, uh, I was in a cafe, bored, and all the synapses in my brain just fired at once. And I just thought to myself, goth cowboys. And and I'm like, wait a minute. And I ran home. I I think I, I didn't run home. I speed walked home to my apartment where I was living at the time. And... i I just drew up the designs the same day of for um the main characters the woman in black and alexander Wortham, the reluctant vampire and i was like there they are (laughs) and i messaged david hahn who is the penciler and inker of the book uh and i sent him that my designs and i'm like because i knew he had an affinity for for alternative women i'll say that much uh, <laughs> from the issue he worked on for villain seeking hero it was a, one of the documenter issues which is um, a character in the book who's like a primordial elder goddess who looks like a goth girl and um i said i showed him the designs i said goth cowboys asked you in and he's like yep and and then we went from there um and uh, let me talk about the creative team real quick yeah there's david hahn who's did a fantastic job. He did he really knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah. And there's Ryan Cody who was such a complimentary force for David. He created such moody and, and very uh what's the word? Uh, minimal coloring style yes. for,
2: to it's awesome.
1: To go with David's line work. And it's it creates a an amazing atmosphere. And then uh to wrap I get there's to wrap up the main creative team, there's uh Buddy Boduin who is my main uh, long-staying um letterer you know him and i have been working on all the projects together so and he did a good job you know coming up with some stylized uh, lettering for everybody so everyone was firing on all cylinders we we really we, i'm really proud with what we did like mm. as an art piece along <clears> i think the book is definitely on a, on a new level
2: Dude, the artist fan. Yeah, the artist's yeah. fantastic, man. Uh, just as we're talking a bit
0: about, about the art, I'm going to throw up some pictures. I've taken some pictures off your social media that you would shared um, about the book, okay. so stuff that isn't like anything spoilery, stuff that you yourself shared, just to get people a look at this because th- this art is beautiful. Like, like it has texture. Like, like this art know, like, is absolutely brighter. stunning, and and the coloring is amazing. Like I literally, when I read the first issue, I thought back on it, and I literally had to think hard. Like, was that a black and white book, or was there color? Like, cause yeah, it's so right. subtle and it creates such an atmosphere. It's mm-hmm. it's done so beautifully. So, I'm going to throw some stuff up. So, like first I up, I think
1: the best way to just de- oh, the best way to describe it is like a sepia tone book, something
0: like that. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. I mean, it's the artwork. Like, I've got the main characters up here for everyone to see: the woman in black and the reluctant vampire Alexander. And it's like it's just they're just so beautifully designed. And then the color scheme is just It's so well done like the art really draws you in yes
1: i'm very proud of the of the whole creative team and just the art in this book alone it's just such a it's one of those books that i'm like oh i i was a part of this like wow you know like this was very cool to see and just to be able to work with these people was such a privilege you know and and, I spoke to someone where they were like, "Oh, you must have, you guys must have like talked back and forth trying to develop like a good style for this." And I'm like, "No, we just handed it off to one another, and, and <laughs> the, the end product is that."
2: Yeah, I was uh, curious to see what the, the the creative process was like with this, as opposed to like previous projects that you'd worked on. You said it was pretty uh, easy going, though.
1: Oh yeah, no. Uh, David and uh, Ryan uh, would talk. That like he would share us the pages, and if David had any notes, he would. Uh, give them to ryan but after a while it, like i said barely any uh, back and forth once we established a style it was easy going from there but um certain issues have uh alternatives to the main style i know issue three which told uh, it's someone telling a story that's mm-hmm. the structure of issue three and if you pay attention like the, the person telling the story and the and the story itself are are completely not completely different, but it's almost uh, like a washed out.
2: It's almost like a washed out version of it. Yeah,
1: the guy telling the story. It's the normal art style, and the and the story itself is is almost like it's an old paper. It's yeah. that sort of a sort of vibe. Um, yeah. And then issue four, <laughs> I did not share with you guys issue four, but the 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 vibe I got from issue four, which was. It, David uh, get into issue it. It for more like an EC comics kind of style mm, nice it's got more pop arty vibes in certain places but it's still maintaining the overall style of the book.
0: yeah that's cool I'm so there's some to see fun, that.
1: there's some fun experimentation but it's not so drastically different to the point where it doesn't blend in with the overall uh, stylistic tone of the book.
0: Yeah, like, the art style in it is just so cool, and it's, like, it's done so well. Like, I mean, you've got an amazing art team on this. As I said, like, between, you know, the art, the colouring, the the lettering, it all looks phenomenal. And and I do have to commend you on it as well, especially in issue one, like, reading through issue one, which is, like, the introduction to our characters. And we kind of talked about it beforehand. It's a very... It's so welcome a welcome to the world. Yeah, it's a very light introduction. We don't delve yeah. deep into stuff. But you also, at the same time, allow the art to tell a lot of the story. I, at least, I felt anyway that there's less dialogue in it compared to like certain, like this issue two and issue three. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot more dialogue, and I feel like you, you get more immersed in just the world and like feeling it. Yeah. Um, and it, honestly, yeah. it really helped. At least for me, anyway, it really helped me kind of feel like I was part of it and you know like they go through the town and like they go into the bar like in you know the old town and stuff like that and i felt like i was sitting in the bar like you feel like you're part of that world you know you feel like you're involved in it you know so like i i commend you for that as well because i've seen like comic writers who like who write paragraphs upon paragraphs of stuff and there's this beautiful art that is like covered yeah by text boxes and it's like I, i hate it because i'm like no if you're doing if you've got that much writing it's too much
1: right no oh, yeah. i am guilt I, I don't know with certain projects i i feel as though i could be guilty of uh, <laughs> maybe overwriting uh, because i i am a fan of, of talkative characters but with in this book there is a talkative character alexander alexander them is a sidekick but the protagonist for me writing was was a a challenge because um, woman in black our, our main character is not does not speak a lot and and when she does talk it's often she says it's like saying saying a lot less uh, saying more while saying less that sort of thing Mm -hmm. Um, and whenever she talks is very uh, to the point straightforward and I've never really had a character in in my other book um, like that especially with such a focus having a more stoic more controlled character I do prefer more neurotic characters, just kind of babbling on about what they don't like and how (laughs) life is unfair. And there is that in this book too. But uh, everybody sort of being like that—it's just one character, and everybody else is more normal.
2: Dude, I love the personalities of of the two protagonists. It's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, writing—the writing writing is really funny. Like they've written these characters like. it's like a perfect blend of like drama um, and action and comedy. It's all. Awesome.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's done so well. Like like I said to you before, like my favorite character, one hundred percent, is Alexander, like the reluctant vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a little bit of it in issue one, but in issue two, he just he becomes so sarcastic and so sassy about the whole situation, and it just it plays off like so well with Hortensia, um, the the woman in black and just how stoic and calm she is about everything right Uh, like he's just because it's not even like he's worried or he's panicked or anything he's just mouthing off about everything he's just so sarcastic about the situation
1: as i said before before the show started he's just done yeah yeah even when the even when the adventure hasn't even started he's done like i don't he doesn't want to deal with it
0: yeah like Uh, yeah like just okay. even for the start of that one because like, it starts off with them like standing outside a church and he just he's like i'm not going in there like you can just see his face like i <laughs> why he's like we're both thinking the exact same thing aren't we and it's like and she says yeah we're going in it's like wait what it's like no <laughs> it's like no i don't want to go in there why would i go in there
1: yeah i think i think a good way to to present his character is in issue one where you hear him talking before you see, even see him. Like yes. His text bubbles just pop up. Like, that's that's a great way to portray him. Uh, and, and sure enough, in issue one, uh, there are some folk who simply will not tolerate his sass. Uh,
0: yeah, I love that, like, the, I, like I, the gang leader, like, mouthing off with him. And like, he's just, it's funny because he's so sassy, but he's also, it's almost like he doesn't really have a clue what's going on. Like, why are you over here talking to me? Why are you getting up yeah. in my face? Just leave me alone.
1: What did I do? I think what his exact line is like, it like the, the gang leader says to him is like, yeah, "You're bothering us" or whatever. It's like you're, bo- I'm bothering you. Like you're the one talking to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's going on? I, you know, I, I will admit, w- with with that character, I did have some inspiration behind. Like some inspiration was with the Spirit King from. A villain-seeking hero oh yeah where there was like, having a more pompous more not up I, i'd argue spirit king is less uptight than alexander um but just having a more talkative more pompous character uh, but with alexander i, I toned it down. spirit king's an 11 alexander's like a three right. just like just tone it down make it more normal and uh it's it's always my 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 inclination behind alexander was just like how would i do in the old west and it's just like not good at all It
2: like, <laughs> <just, laughs> would
1: be. Awful. I, I, I just like try to talk my way out of every situation and I, I would fail horribly and i wouldn't have the luxury of being a vampire to to help me in those situations i'd just be dead on the street so mm-hmm. so just having him just there it's very good but i i'd argue because as the two of you mentioned, there's, a, they're a fairly odd duo. I mean, their personalities are like, like that far on the spectrum between one another. Um, and part of part of the story is also why are they even together?
0: Yeah, because yeah.
1: You, you probably think like, why would this woman even want to hang out with this guy for a second? Yeah, <laughs> like, this guy's a mess. But yeah, I
2: feel like you've you've introduced just enough to keep it mysterious and like. I want to know what happens, and I want to know what's going on. Because a lot of stuff is left unsaid, you know? Yeah, because
0: so. we get, like, little flashbacks and stuff, obviously, to this little girl who we find out is the main character, which I don't think's a spoiler. I think you can pretty much surmise no. that from the very beginning. That This is a look of, like, how she became the way she was. And there's little hints in issue one, you know, with that, and it expands. But, like, there's not enough to kind of fill that gap in yet. So there's still this mystery of how did she become the way she is you're gonna
1: have to buy all five issues to get the (laughs) whole the full story
0: that's it and like and even with that though we get that kind of like inkling of her but like once we get that little back story of her in issue one we then jump to like present day and then going into the town and it's like but we we don't have a clue even about alexander like he's a reluctant vampire i'm like how did he become a vampire? What happened with that? How did they meet her? Like, there's all this mystery around it. And and I do, like, I want to pick up the next issues. I want to pick up issue four and issue five and any more that you may be given the honor of writing. Like, I, I want to read yeah. it. I want to see their story and where this goes.
1: With that, um, I think with all five issues, you'll, you will get a full story. I'll, I'll say that much. I mean, the awesome it's an episodic structure and when i say that for the for the listeners at home when i say that each issue is basically one story you know like you can pick it up you can read it you can enjoy it and then you throw it (laughs) it's that sort of thing um but if you read all five there is an overarching story like each one opens with a flashback as you mentioned um and it tells te- the beginning of each book tells a story, and then it goes into the main story. And each main story is a little bit different. And it jumps through the eight, uh, different year periods or different years in the 1860s. So one book will take place in let's say 1867. Next book is in 1864. Like it jumps around. And with that, we have a I, I say we, I mean me, <laughs> like I just have a lot of liberty to to jump around and play with the time. Because it's just like oh i can i can write a story in this place and this can take place then and i can do this and but as a whole it all works like you read all five issues you get the idea of the full story mm-hmm. um and it like and all the questions are answered but it's not it's not really told in a very linear way either yeah like like i i remember i described to somebody like the book ends and then it keeps going like, that's the sort of idea. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I will say, there's a point where I'm like, oh, this is the ending, and then there's another issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, just, it just keeps going. and
0: Yeah, so the adventure just continues for them, essentially. Right. Like, we just, um, we don't get to see it, necessarily, but it's...
1: Oh, no, no, no. Like, I, I literally do mean that. Like, the book will reach to a point that you will feel like, oh, this book's over. And I say that because... That's how my that's my that was my literal letter's reaction. Like I sent him, I'll, I'll just say it. I sent him issue four, and it's like, oh wow, great, glad we could wrap this up. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we have issue five.
2: It's like, wow, how
1: on earth do you have an issue five? And then I, I sent him the issue five, everything he needed for issue five. He's like, okay, no, that was the better ending. <laughs> And that's that's the sort of thing. Okay, because, I I
0: definitely need to see issues four and five now. I need to see this like this yeah, no, fake out ending and the actual ending. I need to see yeah, those uh... now.
1: <laughs> it's very fun, uh, and and just just with this whole book, it was supposed to Midnight Western Theater was my 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 back burner project. You know, because when I was originally coming up with it, I was working on Villain Seeking Hero, um, and villain seeking hero is a story very continuity driven and very linear for the most part like it's every detail matters like every what character's action matters and while that's fun to to make because it is sort of like putting a a puzzle together it's a bit taxing because it's just like i have to make sure everything fits you know like like continuity has to be airtight but with midnight western theater i just wanted to write something more fun something i i wouldn't have to worry as much about Mm -hmm. um which is why it's episodic in nature and i i think it, it for me i i consider that to just be a more fun book like you can just chill out and read it and while there is greater stuff going on in the book um you can just you can just enjoy it like it's nothing too taxing on you
0: Oh, I would, I would absolutely echo that because, like, in having read it, it's, like it's it's a very, I don't want to say as if it's a bad thing, but it's a very simple, straightforward read. And it's definitely, right. not, it's definitely not as a knock against the book. It's an amazing book. But, like, I could sit down and you just, like, I went through, like, the first issue, like, that, and I'm like, is that it? Is that it done? Like, you get so caught in the story and then it's over. Like, it's you can sit down and just enjoy the story and just read through it. There's nothing there's no taxing this on it. There's no continuity, like you said, of this massive weight of, I have to think of all this stuff while I'm reading it. It's like, no, it's just, it's an enjoyable story to just sit down and read and just relax with.
1: Right. Um, what was I, 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 I definitely wanted a, a, a less is more approach to this. Um, mm. Like I said, I just really wanted to separate it from villain seeking hero. Mm-hmm. I just wanted a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. And and but of course I'm still me at the end of the day. Like I I like I like the idea that everything you read in a in a series matters. Like even if it's Mm -hmm. not at the forefront, I I'm I'm a guy who loves callbacks. Like I love it when an old character who popped up, let's say in one issue, comes back like ten issues later. And you know I I appreciate that sort of stuff. Or like when one adventure happened like way down the line, you could acknowledge, yeah, this adventure happened. Yeah. as opposed to just being like oh no we're not gonna we're just gonna ignore everything and just keep telling like a new story each issue like i i don't i'm not a big fan of that so uh you know, you know like there's are but it's nothing where you're just like oh my god i have to figure out the, the giant mystery of this or it's like will this matter will this matter now nah, like like you no, know, you read the whole story you'll get it like oh yeah there's a history but you're not going to be beating yourself over the head with like trying to figure everything out
0: yeah and I think that's the thing. I think that actually helps Midnight Western Theatre in a sense just because of the, the style of the characters. I think the the almost like looseness, like you're telling it in an episodic way. It honestly really yeah. helps to build that intrigue to the characters and build that, like, you know, like everything does matter, but at the same time you can just... It's almost like we talk about mystery that's in the air of, like, where did these characters come from? How did we get mm-hmm. to where we are? And all these different things... It actually really plays into a story like that and it's, i think you've done a great job with that and well, thank you it, it definitely feels different from villains seeking heroes are both yes. books i thoroughly enjoy i love both yeah. of the books but they are very different from each other
1: variety yeah. is the spice of life that's, that's all i gotta say if villain exactly. seeking, seeking hero is um i don't know I, well that's a very colorful book it's very i don't want to use the word loud but when i think of those characters they're i always think of them as somewhat in your face like they all have something going wrong and they're gonna let you know what's yeah going. yeah and then yeah i i just wanted midnight western theater to be more more relaxed more chill more atmospheric and just 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 be different and, yeah. and just prove to myself that i can make something different um and, and like i said there are a, there's a little bit of crossover you're, you're gonna expect some some classical lewisms but uh yeah no uh, it's a breath of fresh air compared to villain seeking hero
0: definitely (laughs) i just want to jump over to the chat quickly because we had an interesting comment from Arialea. i don't even know how you properly say that name but it's for anyone who's watched the show it's benita from the co-op trio podcast you can scroll to the link i posted for them shouting out their channel they're good friends of ours and she said it's a nice change compared to linear storylines and you can still look through episodic stories and still find niche details I think it gives so much freedom i personally like when you start in the middle and have established relationship and still get to see them grow very cool
1: right well yeah well it's like i said earlier like there's that there's when it's already set up like the two of them are friends and maybe even more who knows but, but uh the two of them work together but the i like i i, I reckoned earlier like why though (laughs) like why would these two possibly be together and and i do answer that but it's part of that fun when they're it's it's oh it's always fun to see after like after everything's done and 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 then and well after always becomes like during right so when you have that it just makes you wonder about before and i know some people are like well i don't want all of my questions to be answered you know I, i I don't want to know how Han Solo got his last name. And you know what? I agree with you. <laughs> like I, I'm that type of guy. Um, I, you know, like there's parts where you just want to let your imagination do do the storytelling. you Fill in the blanks yourself. I wholeheartedly agree. And there are things where I let the reader do that. I'm a big proponent of that. But if, if there's a story where I can answer it, I'll tell it. it like a good story. I think it's a good story. And um, and I do do that, you know. Like there are going to be good payoffs, and uh, I, I've said it before. Like you're gonna you're gonna feel like it's a good complete story. And, and another part of that was because "Villain Seeking Hero" got um, <laughs> just got shafted. And like, uh, <laughs> not to not to use such a vulgar expression, <laughs> but uh, it, it like it's such "Villain Seeking Hero" is a long story, and then it yeah. got cut off on a cliffhanger and that really bugged me yeah so i wanted to make a story where i know what it'll come out and i know if that's it people can read it and enjoy that and not worry about the next thing
2: yeah
1: Of, of that was one of my main missions for this however if it if it does become an unbridled success and it will obviously mm-hmm. uh,
0: obviously yeah absolutely
1: obvious Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Then I do have set up for for uh, sequels.
0: That's awesome. Nice. I I, I, d- I d- I'd definitely love to see more of it um, continue. Like, because even if it's even if it's like different characters, it's just the same setting or whatever you do. Like, if it's in the same vein as this, I think I would. I personally would love to see more of it.
1: Well, obviously, I have to keep it all in, in the same tone and in setting and whatnot. Uh, but I think my gut tells me i i have it all outlined and it it's entirely dependent on the reaction for when it comes out in two months uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it'll depend on what people want um because i have like it's it's like a fork in the road um mm-hmm. when i get the reaction i'll figure out where to go with uh, the story um for a potential sequel because like if people really love oh i love the woman in black and alexander going on adventures then i have guess what i have five more adventures for you ready to go yeah but if people just like the book and they don't like like it's not entirely dependent on this character dynamic then my idea my main idea for a sequel I, I also feel like i'm not the type of person to be like oh i'm gonna give the fans what they want i'm like no i'm just gonna make what i want and you're yeah just gonna yeah it. It, which is <laughs> normally how i go but You know this is this is also a business so sometimes you have to make you know decisions um if i got my way uh volume if i if i get my way uh volume two is going to be hortensia year one that sort of
0: Mm, okay oh that'd be cool uh,
1: that sort of thing where you get to see uh, you get to see her basically become just the beginnings of how she becomes like a monster hunter and uh an overall badass you know yeah so, yeah so that'll be that that'll Dude, be awesome. this is not a
2: segue in any stretch of the imagination but i just wanted to say episode or issue two was my favorite by far there are some <laughs> without spoiling anything there's some freaking hilarious uh happenings in that in that issue and it's just awesome i love that well, like I love cross it.
1: said it it's it just alexander being a complete sass machine <laughs> yeah it <laughs> just goes for I, I felt i i had to make up for it because in issue one i, I don't know if it's this it's it's not a spoiler if i just kind of be vague about it alexander is incapacitated for a large portion of the issue one so you kind of get who he is but not really So issue two i very much was like okay have these characters just interact with each other and build their relationship yeah and you know he has some good moments uh i i my editor i i remember he pointed out i am i allowed to swear on
0: this uh we try not to but we've not got the family friendly okay, okay, on okay, so okay. technically you can I,
1: I i will i will abbreviate it uh i i think my editor like he just wrote me a whole email saying like uh alexander says like oh what sweet effery is this and <laughs> And like when, when the big reveal of, of the villain of that issue uh, appears. Yes. My editor wrote me a whole note <laughs> saying, like, I need you to change these things, but this thing you keep. <laughs> like, this is the line.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh. And for anyone listening, like, yeah, pick up issue two. The villain in that is worth the reveal, it is <laughs> totally worth it. Dude,
2: there's a, again, I'm going to, I'm gonna try really hard not to spoil anything, but there's there's something at the beginning of issue two. It's a transition from one page to the other page. Obviously, it's intentional, but it's one of the characters is talking about how you can how you can look at someone like one look and you know, like something's up, or you can read someone in one look. And then the next, the very next panel is it's just it's such a payoff
0: of that. It's hilarious.
1: It's the uh, I know what a good man looks like. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so good
0: yeah like issue, issue two is the issue one's a good hook to get you in of like i want to see what happens from here issue two is the one that's completely sold me on the book though issue yeah, two is the, is the one that sold me on alexander just the whole issue is him not wanting to be there like everything that's going on like i don't want to be here i want to leave <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah even even like his oh no, i don't want to go into-
0: oh yeah like his little umbrella yeah yeah dude that because he's a vampire that one, that, so it's
2: like
0: <laughs> so it's like a vampire walking out in the sun with his little like umbrella parasol thing over him
2: yeah <laughs> i love it i
1: got a, a lot of mileage out of that umbrella <laughs> in some of these issues is there's awesome. one good umbrella there's another good umbrella joke at issue five i can't i don't want to spoil it but
0: oh definitely don't i want i want to see when it comes out absolutely like yeah this is this is such a fun book honestly i think that that's a big thing i got from it it's just it's really enjoyable and fun yeah because when you told us about it when you were last in the show it's like it's goth cowboys i'm like i didn't i i don't really know what to expect going in like you said this isn't a genre or at least it wasn't (laughs) so it's like what's actually about to happen when i read this book and it was just so fun
1: my editor like, called me, when he sent me like uh, an email, a text message, and uh, a message on Instagram. And he's like, I need you to call me. And I'm like, oh great, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like, what did I do? <laughs> so oh, wow. I call him, and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, I've been sitting at my computer for an hour, and I've been trying to come up with a log line. And by that, I mean like, in a lot of, I guess, pitches or advertisements, You'll see, like, this this book or this thing is like, this meets this, or like, it's like, yeah, li- like, 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 it's E.T. meets Star Wars, you know, that sort of vibe for when you're trying to describe another property. Um, <laughs> Like, like, like Breaking Bad, it, it, it's Flanders <laughs> from Simpsons meets Scarface, like that sort of, comparison. yeah. Like, so this guy spent an hour at his computer trying to figure out what to compare this book to. <laughs> He's like, I can't come up with a single thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? He's like, I need your help. Like, let us try to come up with a log live. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then we, we spent half an hour shooting ideas back and forth. Uh, he, it, at one point, he said Wild Wild West. And I'm like, don't you dare compare
2: my book to Wild
1: Wild West. I don't know if that's, like, no, that's not a good
0: comparison. No.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a Will Smith film that came out. It was originally an old show, but then it was remade into a Will Smith film. It's one of the worst films ever.
2: Right, robotic spiders.
1: Yes, the steampunk spider that was supposed to fight soon.
2: Steampunk, that's it, that's
0: it. I I, I literally can't help it. I watched that movie as a kid, and it's one of those movies I know how terrible it is, but I'm still- it still gives me joy watching it. Like, I know it's awful, but I absolutely love that movie.
1: Yeah, but I- that's- But yeah, you don't want
0: your book compared to it, though.
1: Yeah, that's the thing I'll say to people. If you want something different, something you probably haven't seen before, that's this book mm-hmm. it's, it's it's it'll be unlike any other comic that'll be on the stands at the time
0: yeah i think that's i think that's the perfect way to describe it to be honest is like I, yeah. I i can't think of another comic out there from any publisher that's like this is like that i'm like yeah it's so unique it's such a unique concept but it's paid off like honestly like as long as if all the issues hit the way the ones that you gave us do like it's it's gonna pay off it's such a good read yeah it was a ton of fun
1: uh, I'm gonna put the the Lewis Southern guarantee that by <laughs> issue 5 oh, you will be satisfied you will be satisfied with how it ends
0: all right, I'm going to come back to you with this video after read issue five if I'm not happy, Lewis. Yeah, I'll
1: get a DM from you like <laughs> a couple months from now. Like, you hack fraud and you gave me the Lewis Southern
2: guarantee. We're going to put that quote in our intro video. I'm just going <laughs> to...
0: The Lewis Southern guarantee just... Just just the guarantee over the podcast, we're just going to literally clip it so it looks like you're talking about us. Yeah. If... The but Lewis I'm Southern... Gonna... G- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's terrible. But, uh... We're now at about an hour 40, so I do want to transition over to talking a little bit about Villain Seeking Hero.
1: Hold on, let me just point Um, that again real quick, and then we'll go right into that. Yep, go ahead.
0: That's what I was going to say. If there's anything else you want to say, and anything you want to get out from Midnight Western Theatre or anything, by all means, go ahead. uh, Yeah, I
1: just want to reiterate, um, Villain Seeking Hero... or (laughs) No, Midnight Western Theatre, it will be out March 17th uh, this year. You can pre-order it at your local comic book stores using code uh j a n two one one five one five and pre-orders in this industry will tremendously help so if you're interested by anything we've said so far i i highly recommend you check it out i'm biased but take it from cross at nitro they seem mm-hmm. to like it
2: we
0: do so, and just to confirm that was j a n two one one five one five
1: yep that's midwestern theater from scout comics
0: all right, because i'm throwing stuff in chat just so that you can get it so in chat i've put that and um, promo code in so you can go order from your local store i've put in uh, the website comic shop locator if you don't know where your local comic store is and you're not connected with them that'll help you find one that is near you because we're all about supporting local store oh yep go there
1: for are it. online services like if you Just want to pre-order it online just you can google the title of the book and multiple websites will pop up and you can pre-order the book they could ship it to your house we are in a pandemic Mm -hmm. so if you wanna if you wanted to stay home but get the book then you could do that i recommend um i think it's discount comic book service okay they they have the pre-order and i recommend uh midtown comics they also have the pre-order uh and i highly recommend them because i know they have pretty uh, reliable and, and secure shipping so yeah, yeah
0: absolutely so there you go if you want to pick it up online if you're still worried about going out there we are still in the middle of the pandemic at the moment then by all means you can do that and um, also links i've thrown in the chat is to scoutcomics.com their website as there is a whole bunch of midnight western theater merch and uh, merch that's right. available for this one and it's like yeah like artensia and alexander are all over all sorts of things
2: oh wait hold on
0: oh Uh oh oh here we go pitching merch. it's about to happen it's about to happen folks
1: what what's your sponsor again gamer grind coffee company
0: yeah gamer grind co
1: oh what the heck
0: you all right there you hear me
1: oh wait
2: hello (laughs)
0: You hear us? Yeah, yeah. You hear us okay?
1: (laughs) Yeah, the headphones shut down. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) That's good
0: for the middle of a podcast. Awesome.
1: I'm so sorry. (laughs) That Gamer Grind coffee company, you could drink it out of your Midnight Western Theater mug. I
0: actually, I actually am not going to lie. I want that mug. That's Uh nice and big. I love big coffee mugs. That looks huge.
1: Has a retensia and then swivels over to Alexander with his umbrella on the side. So yeah, and there's also stickers. I don't have the stickers on me and uh, shirts and my shirts are coming in soon.
0: Okay. I don't have them on the thing, but let me drag over. I've got the website pulled up and I'll show them off that way. So there is t-shirts Uh there is stickers. There is the coffee mug and uh, there's other stickers, just the logo. So yeah, there's a few things out. So this time around, we don't only have the comic. We actually have some merchandise on sale.
1: I'm a sellout!
0: <laughs> we have all yeah, the- that's okay. i am going to say, it's like, I do not blame you. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem, Carson. Carson, thank you all for today's podcast. We are not done yet. We are actually going to talk about some villain-seeking heroes now. If you tuned into our podcast about, I think it was like May last year that we had Lewis on, April or May. Something like that. Um, we brought him on because it was this amazing new book dropping that I had seen advertised online and I reached out to the author to see if he'd be willing to speak to us on it. Um, I was drawn in by Villains Seeking Heroes, because I'm a superhero nutter. And for and some... Un- the blood ritual, and yeah.
1: now we're blood brothers for life.
0: Exactly. For some unbeknownst reason, he agreed to this, and has basically not left since. He just keeps showing up now, and we're okay with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and but there's been a bit of a journey with Villains Seeking Heroes, and it's finally back out on the market, so... Oh, why, don't you t- why don't you take us through your epic journey? <laughs> yeah,
1: My epic journey. okay once upon a time there was a guy who figured oh I know what I'm gonna do with my life I'm gonna make comic books right And then he made a comic, he sold it to a company and then he and then the company was going to publish it. but that that guy that idiot he didn't he didn't take into account. That the whole world would shut down due to a virus. <laughs> Clearly, that should have been pro- that should have been the thing he was looking out for right on top. That should have been number one. Absolutely, like a fool. How dare,
0: dare he! How dare he! <laughs> like
1: a fool, he didn't take into account that the whole comic book industry would shut down. Um, and because of that, uh, the book got delayed. Um, and. After a while, I was with a company, I, I'm not going to say their name. Um, I was with a company that was, it was a terrible experience, um, especially compared to working with Sky Comics now, Midnight Western Theater. Sky Comics is such a wonderful place to be working at, um, but before it was terrible, and I basically got fed up. and. I had to argue for several months for me to get publishing rights back for for the book. And last October, I got it back. And only just recently have I announced that Unseeking Hero, the greatest book you've never read, is back. Uh,
0: Still an airtight line, though.
1: It's now uh, on my got road for pre order and it's going to be coming out weekly. Uh, and I, I think I, I, I'm proud to say I have 18 weeks worth of content.
2: Nice. So that's
1: going to be a, 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 an 18 continuous week long journey into the world of villain seeking hero. Yeah, I, I basically decided to self publish because I, I just got fed up. <laughs> like, I just got tired talking with companies and trying to explain the book because it's it's kind of difficult to to just try to convey the whole idea to a corporation like oh this book is this but it's also this and it's also this and then they're like yeah but how does that make me money and it's like <laughs> oh yeah i guess i guess i didn't, didn't hear that part out um and i i just i i mentioned this earlier i posted just like some of my favorite art and i spoke to uh, an acquaintance of mine about the book and it just was so nostalgic for it uh, that I decided you know what I'm just going to release it you know if you want to do something right do it yourself
0: yeah and uh, just for everyone knows I've just shared in the, uh, the chat there the link for gumroad.com to Louis Suther's page where I believe the first two issues are up already there's the third one up yet the, uh,
1: the first two are up for pre-order, um, They're for pre-order. one is coming out uh this wednesday the 20th mm-hmm. and then uh issue two will be coming out uh the following wednesday and each time an issue comes out uh the pre-order for uh the issue after the next will appear so when issue one comes awesome. out uh, then issue three pre- uh, issue three's pre-order will pop up so
0: awesome I'm gonna keep that going. awesome so there uh, you go yeah, you can so go ahead and pre-order the first two issues and be ready for the third one this this wednesday
1: right uh and Doing this myself, I've been able to do things that I couldn't do before. For for example, um, with Volume One, uh, it's going to include the never released issue six, the original issue six nice. that was not released by uh, by a, by the former publisher. So I get to fit that in. So let's say you read issue uh, Volume One before. Well, guess what? Here's a here's a story you've not read. Before. And it takes place between um, sort of the main story arc and the, and the, and the second story arc. And then um, Volume 2 will release, and that will be 7, 8, and 9, which were the four previously published issues from Volume 2. And then following Cliffhanger from Villain Seeking Hero, it will continue. And you will get to pay off for that story with uh, issues 10, 11, and 12. And then we're gonna just keep on going, and we're <laughs> gonna go into Volume Three, uh, which I'm very excited about. Volume Three is um, Man of the People, <laughs> uh, and that goes into a lot of good areas for that universe. There's a lot of payoffs that have been set up so far, and you, we really do get to world build a lot. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun experience.
0: Awesome. I, I... I've said to you earlier, I've to Nitra as well. Like I am so excited that this comic's back. If for anyone who didn't watch the previous time Lewis was on, getting to speak about it, and um, I'm a massive fan of *Villain Seeking Hero*. Like,
1: Ross, what's the book about?
0: What's the book about?
1: Yeah, tell me. Tell the listeners at home what's the book about.
0: Okay, I'm getting put in a spot here. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the book *Villain Seeking Hero* is like I would start off. It follows along with *Master Molecule* the main yep. character along the book. See, you're testing me now, it's been a while since I've read it. I've not cool. bought it yet off a of Gumroad. And, um, but it's following Master Molecule, who is basically a, a down-in-his-luck supervillain who keeps being defeated. Um, right. And I forgot the name of the organization that he works for.
1: Uh, the Malevolence Collective of America.
0: The Malevolence <laughs> Collective of America, which is basically like the big, like, supervillains club in america and he gets pulled in to his boss's office and gets told that you're going to need to be put in a team and the only people that show up are spirit king and nightman and oh, what's the name of the team again i forgot the name of the team the frightening five frightening five that's (laughs) it because like i know it's like this frightening five and there's three of them right Um, and basically it's following their journeys as he um goes with his new team spirit king who's obviously a king of the spirit world who's a bit or is he or yeah or is he we don't quite know he might be he might not and then nightman this yeah and then nightman who's this nigh invincible behemoth that doesn't speak that is spirit
1: king can talk to him
0: (laughs) but somehow spirit king has conversations with this guy and it's like you don't quite know if he is speaking to him or if he's just like making us up as he goes um
1: yeah so you want me me to you want to pass the baton
0: i'll pass the baton i think i've done pretty well since it's been a while since i read since i read the first few issues i've done pretty good
1: (laughs) no you did a fantastic job uh yes so volume one just follows the the team forming and and something terrible happens and they must face the greatest superheroes of this world in a in a a bare knuckle out fight in a in a goes from there uh volume two it goes into uh master molecules uh i, I guess personal life you get to meet his ex-best friend the skull commander
0: and- one of my favorite characters i love skull commander <laughs> he's so funny skull-,
1: skull commander is skull commander is just like the creepy old guy dating a girl who's way too young for him which he which he is in, in the book <laughs> uh, and-, and uh And then then, that was the opening of volume two. I know that, but I don't want to spoil what happens because something big does happen. And then you get to see one side of Master Molecule's life, and then you get to see the other side. And
0: then. Yeah, definitely don't go too far into that because that was part of the big cliffhanger, which was an awesome. Which I've got to say was an amazing cliffhanger for it to end on, but it also desperately sucked as a reader (laughs) that it just stopped there.
1: I know. I always feel bad about that because because that issue so many people liked because they're like wow like didn't, I've never seen anything like that before and, and it just stopped <laughs> and I'm like oh I hate that because I, I know myself I, I hate cliffhangers too so yeah, I thought that was such a real shame but it's going to go beyond the cliffhanger and then uh, there's volume 3 and volume 3 is they're trying to make things work that's the way I'm going to describe it um i'll say i'll say it's kind of i kind of always split them up at least now into like two like halves and i guess the first half is they go on a big mission for the malevolence collective and depending on what the, how they pull it off it could change their their status if that makes sense and then the second half is basically the 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 spotlight is on spirit King. Because something happens and he becomes uh, like the main guy for a bit. And I'm not going to say, it's probably, I'm, I'm going to say it's not what you think. Something happen, happens to him and um, the focus is on him. Um, but yeah, that, that uh, I'm going to say the volume titles. Um, volume one is called Everybody Hates Somebody. Uh, volume two is Friends, Family, and Other Problems. And volume three is Man of the People. Because it's very much them after interacting with uh, a lot of other people and a lot of different groups in, in this world.
0: That's awesome! I'm so excited for these and for the next, the next few months as it starts to come out on a weekly basis. Like, if you guys have not checked out "Villain Seeking Heroes," like you will thoroughly enjoy it. Like, yeah, I, it's I, a lot of fun, man it's just a fun book as a lot of great stuff happens in it you will fall in love with the characters same with midnight western theater the characters are just or the big thing that gripped me about it um yeah. two phenomenal books which not bad for back to back your first two comics pretty much villain seeking heroes and yeah. midnight western theater i'm like two pretty much slam dunks two very enjoyable titles that i'm looking forward to seeing more from
1: but they're different from one another so like oh, if you yeah. You want to have some stuff that's uh there's a variety to it then you can do it if you want one go after the one but if you want both even better and (laughs) and you know you're going to get uh something different from it i'd say get midnight western theater if you just want to relax (laughs) and then get villain seeking hero if you want to just freak yourself out
0: yeah, I would highly recommend both books. I think both Nitro and I definitely put our stamps on it as worth checking out. These are amazing books, amazing series. And yeah, just thank you so much, Lewis, for not giving up on Villain Seeking Hero as well and for fighting as hard to get to get the rights back and to get it out there, even if it's self-published. Like, Thank you so much. It's awesome.
1: Oh, no, thank you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and thank you for,
1: for wanting to read it.
0: Yeah, and thank you for coming on the show as well, and just wanting to talk about them, and yeah, just to share really with our audience. That. It's like, so yeah, the links are all still in the chat, there, guys. You can go check out your local store, check out the merch for Midnight Western Theater, as there's a good bit of merch out for that, and then obviously head over to Lewis's Gumroad's page where you can pre-order issues one and two of Villains of Seeking Heroes. That's it. All right. That's it. That's and that's all she and wrote. Anything else you wanted to say on them before we kind of wrap up and bring it to a close? Any other stuff? Do you want
1: me to talk about uh, the future projects I'm working on?
0: Yeah, if you can give a little hint. I, I didn't want to ask because I wasn't sure if you could talk anything about it, but if you want to give a little hint of what's to come, definitely.
1: I am allowed to talk about one. Um, I the first book superheroes, second book westerns or supernatural western, third book sci-fi we're going into space nice and it's called astroverse and it's basically my love letter and also my hate letter (laughs) to all things sci-fi we go into, Uh yeah yeah we go into uh like like star trek star wars like old b movies uh, buck rogers that type of thing like we'll get to play and muck around with all those types of tropes and characters and that's just gonna be like a like a a mini series, sort of like Midnight Western. Not, yeah. not even like Midnight Western Theater, because I want Midnight Western Theater to continue. Astroverse is just gonna be like a one and done. You know, you'll read it and that's it. Nice. But, uh, that's all I'm gonna say about. Yeah. That.
0: Is there any fun. is there any hint of when Astroverse is coming out? Like, are we gonna see nope. it? <laughs> Anything like that? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. No. Uh, no worries. I,
1: yeah, but in terms of what I'm currently writing, uh, I'm writing a a noir book that's good and when i say book i mean like a graphic novel i want it to just be like a nice
0: really because your first your first book was so good though the what
1: your first oh oh, yeah the novella The novella, yeah my romance novel
0: i haven't forgotten about this i'm never going to let you forget either (laughs) first not um yeah
1: i No, i'm writing a proper graphic novel (laughs) uh and that's going it's going to be in the vein of let's say like um if you've ever read the parker novels or darwin cook's adaptation of mm. the parker novels it's going to be very like it's it's the maltese falcon meets hunter s thompson meets counterculture of the 60s it's going to be like a period piece of just a just a terrible private investigator just trying to solve a mystery he agreed to solve during a blackout and that, that's that that's off
0: yeah <laughs> That's it. I'm not gonna lie. That sounds awesome. I'd, I'm definitely up for checking that one We're out. The working as well. title
1: for that one is called the Blackout Bombshell. So that's gonna be that's gonna be the next
0: one. I was gonna say you definitely like pushing yourself out there. We've done like you said, superheroes, doing supernatural, western, sci-fi, noir, time period piece.
1: Can I tell you something? Can I tell you a Lewis Sutherland secret? Yeah. For the most part, all my projects take place in the same universe. If you pay attention.
0: Oh, so we got a little connected universe kind of hint. Yeah,
1: it's, it's probably an illegal... <laughs> <connected universe. laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm legally allowed to do that, but I, I
0: it's just Easter eggs. Oh, you, I'm gonna it's like, I was going to say, all I'm thinking of my head is like Rick and Morty and Gravity Falls are technically the same universe if you right. look at the right Easter eggs, but they can never technically cross over.
1: Right, right, like... There's a character that pops up in one issue of Villain Seeking Hero, just like in a background thing, and then they're one of the protagonists for Astroverse. and like that's that, you know, it's that sort of thing. Uh, the, of course, uh, I'll tell you and all the cool cats here in uh, the, the the comic clan, I'll tell them that. But if any of you narc on me to any, <laughs> of those
2: I will shut you down.
1: I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd like that too much
0: well I, th- I don't think we'll have any issues of us keeping it quiet the little group that we've got here but definitely gonna keep an eye out for those easter eggs now though that should be interesting let me start looking more in-depth at stuff now
1: there's a character in issue three of midnight western theater that is also in villain seeking hero so that's, that's oh. because i had an immortal character who popped up in one issue of villain seeking hero and i needed like a mystical character for Midnight Western Theater. I'm like, oh yeah, well he I guess he'd be alive around yeah. that time. So i just <laughs> shove him in.
0: Okay, I need to go back and look I need to go back and look at Villain Seeking Hero now. I've not looked at it yeah. for a while. I need to go back and I compare it now and see.
1: Yeah, but that's that. That's all I gotta say. I guess I'll plug hey. myself and we're gonna wrap it up. Um
0: No but that's also yeah. awesome. that's a good little tidbit to end on actually but Again, thank you so much for coming on, Lewis. This has been an absolute blast, as always. Thank you for everyone that hung around for our our tangent before we actually started the interview. (laughs) Um, It's
1: great to be back.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you back, man. Anytime, you are more than welcome to come on by and talk with us, and we'll definitely have you on the show again. Um, Throwing into the chat there, you can go ahead and follow Lewis on social media. I've got his Twitter account, his Instagram, his YouTube, and his own website.
1: Right, yes. Lewis Get, Southern Industries. It's oh, like, right. you,
0: you do have a website. It was on your page, so I just added it on for you. So no, you want fine. to check out Lewis Southern stuff, go ahead and check it out there. Also, as well, I will reshare the links for like, comics. If I can remember how to spell. I do that. I type things really fast, and like I forget how to spell things. That's that awful, I, the spelling. There we go. Alright, so yeah, there's a link there to find out local comic shops. As Lewis said, you can find them online. You can use the discount code for that. Um, also check out his Gumroad for Villain-Seeking Heroes and get some merch at Scout Comics for Midnight Western Theatre as he has merchandise for his comics now, which if is you very know exciting.
1: Anybody, if you know anybody who loves uh, goth cowboys, then you know what to get them. Get them a mug, get them a t-shirt, get them a sticker.
0: Now, even better, is like there, no one, no one's into goth cowboys because it's not been a thing yet. This isn't becoming oh, a no. thing. So this is your opportunity to get people into being a fan of goth they cowboys. Know. Bombard them with merchandise <laughs> to make them fans of it.
1: Just brainwash them. <laughs> you will like
2: it.
0: Ah, there you go, Carson in the chat. Carson Lee saying he's followed you and he's uh, wrote down Villain Seeking Heroes to go and check it out as well.
1: Thank awesome. you, Carson
0: so yeah, thank you for popping in Carson Carson's been popping in the last few weeks he's been good at coming by and saying hi to us so thank you so much for popping in Um, so yeah, that's pretty much us for this week Um, coming up from us this week as well um, I do have my second Monday night crossplay taking place tomorrow night as I delve back into Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Um, as I become a person throwing about a lightsaber with absolutely no clue what I'm doing so if you know how to play the game, please come and help (laughs) <laughs> i need i died I need a your lot thank you if you like seeing someone show up on a random planet and die like 10 times over to a, basically a giant toad that i for some reason <laughs> could not beat, that was pretty much how monday night went last week for me so come along nice. and check it out and um, also we've got a special surprise for you coming up next weekend as we've got two interviews taking place um on f- a very special comics in the cross on friday at 11 a.m we're actually doing our podcast live on twitch uh because we're speaking with someone who's in a very different time zone from us and um, he works pretty much constantly and he's like eight hours ahead of us he's in kuwait um so we had to get him whatever time we could possibly fit him in so that's this friday we are going to be going live speaking to ahmed al-amin if i'm saying that correctly the writer of the epics of enkidu Um, which is a sequel to like the first literary find of the epics of Gilgamesh which also features the main character who um, is written as autistic which um, I got the opportunity to write a review on that for the Infinity Bros our friends over there on their um, website um, as I am a father of an autistic kid Um, so we're going to get the chance to sit down and talk with him about it and delve into it as he tries to raise some autism awareness then we're going to follow that up next Sunday um, at Our usual time of two o'clock. We're speaking with um, Brandon Hollingsworth of Brainy Pixel about his upcoming comic Tenants Tales and some of the other stuff that's going on over there. They've got a lot of um, media stuff, a lot of kids and young children stuff as well as older um, kids and teens. And um, so we're going to be talking to him about what Brainy Pixel is up to. So we've got some big stuff coming up this week. So make sure you pop in and check us out for that. Uh, share is on social media as well. Let me go ahead. If you're not following us on social media, you can definitely do that. Uh, where's it online stuff? Um, also shout out as well. For next month, we will be doing our indie comic book club, where we are going to be talking about Chew. Chew. And well, as an award-winning um, comic, so we're going to be delving into that in our next comic book club. So definitely make sure you pop in and check that out and um, i think that's everything i think i've actually covered everything pretty much for this week thank you so much for everyone that popped in
2: thanks again louis for stopping in man Appreciate yeah, it. No,
0: thank
1: you, you. I had
0: fun. and let me go ahead and do a raid on one of our friends frostbite he is streaming and he's finally got back from his three weeks of being stuck overseas so i want to go ahead and give him a raid and <laughs> um, so stick with us if you're here in the chat to go ahead and uh, give frostbite some love we're going to go and drop him a raid and give him a follow give him some love from us and we will see you all and tomorrow night see Take you guys. Care.